1: Good day, everybody. Welcome to Testing Thursdays with Wayne. Actually, it's not Thursday. I'm recording this on Sunday, but that's okay. Uh, who knows what days of the week are anymore. Anyhow, I guess that's one of the benefits of being retired. Every day is Saturday with the occasional Sunday thrown in. Well, When you throw in a holiday, it really messes your mind up. Anyhow, not bragging. We talk about something kind of odd today that I've seen of late that has kind of bothered me, and I'm going to call this this particular episode "Impossible Chemistry Testing." I am on Facebook a lot, as you, some of you, probably know pretty well. I'm a admin for a number of pool-related groups on Facebook. I'm a moderator on so I'm 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 pretty Facebook in and out a lot too much, I think sometimes, but anyhow, I digress. And I forgot on which group it was, whether it was talking pools or 14 PSI or one of the other pool groups, I think it was one that was related to also um, residential pools, but uh, a customer, a customer, a a poster put something on there that kind of went, hmm? You know, like Tim Allen, just started up her pool uh, for the the season, filled it up with municipal water, and did all of her testing. Uh, She And and all the results came out okay for for municipal water. The only thing she said she had to do was add some calcium chloride to, to raise her calcium hardness reading. It came in at 50, and she added enough calcium chloride to bring it up to about 200. And all the other parameters were fine. PH was 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 right in, was ideal range, alkalinity was ideal range, calcium was now ideal range. There was no TDS because it was a fresh fill, or uh, very little the TDS, is put it like that. The temperature of the water was a little on the cool side, but not so cool as to cause issues. And then I'll go over that later on. So she did her tests. She realized she needed to add cyanuric acid because she, although she was feeding tabs, trichlor tabs, in, a, in a, an erosion feeder, she needed to get her initial, you know, reading. So she added enough cyanuric acid to raise it up to about 30 parts per million. And we all know that the existing industry-wide approved range for cyanuric acid is 30 to 50. Yes, I know there's other variations on a the theme. Not going to get to that on this one. So about, oh, two or three days later, her husband... Came by and she and she was using a wet chemistry kit. I don't know which one, if it was a Taylor kit, a Lamotte kit, that got you know, I, I don't know. But she said her reagents, her liquids were, were fresh. It was a new kit. Okay. Uh, a few days later, uh, after the pool was filled, and the pool looked great. You know, her husband took readings with the same test kit and got a cyanuric acid reading of one hundred. And a calcium hardness reading of a 1,000. Okay, well, when I used to get those kind of calls on the technical line or emails, the first thing I think is, okay, operator error. The, the person doing the test did something wrong or didn't follow the instructions or thought they knew how to do the test, but in reality they didn't, which, believe it or not, is very common uh, out there. I don't need no instructions. I've... I know how to do this test. I've been doing it for 800 years, you know, that kind of deal, one of those. And so he went in to, to, to show his wife, and the wife said, no, that's, that's impossible. So she went out literally a half an hour later and did the test, and she got the same results her husband did. So what that means is either one of two things. They're both doing the test wrong, which is doubtful because she did the first set, right? Or for some strange odd reason, calcium hardness went up 800 parts per million on its own and cyanuric acid went up 70 parts per million on its own. Impossible. Cannot happen unless you add something or the tests are being done wrong. When I was kind of having the the Facebook conversation with her going back and forth on testing, she was doing the test exactly right. And it turns out it was indeed a Taylor kit. It was one of the most common kits. The reagents were fresh. The kit was about a month old. She ordered it directly from Taylor as opposed to going to a swimming pool store, which is okay. But everything was fine. Then I talked to her husband. Husband said the same thing. You know, I, I know how to do the test. You do you do this, you do that. You hold the bottle straight up and down, etc. cetera. I went, okay. What's the temperature of the water? And the 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 wife said it was around seventy degrees at that point. Okay, okay. What was it when you when you filled it up? And She said it was probably around sixty to sixty-five. So you know that in and of itself is not an issue because remember, and I know I and I know I've finger wagged everybody about this, but the temperature of your sample affects your readings. Anything greater than ninety degrees Fahrenheit for a sample temperature can cook a reagent. And cook it to the point where you get colors you've never seen before in your life. Like a flashback to the 60s. Fancy, I smell colors. Never mind. Too much information. Anyhow, but yeah, you get weird colors and you get weird answers that make no sense whatsoever. Going in the other direction, when your sample temperature is less than 50, chemical reactions occur much slower. Particularly when you're talking cyanuric acid testing. That really does a number to it. But the water temperature didn't didn't play into this. So I'm thinking you know, somebody's doing something wrong and not admitting it or or you know, you know this is a chemistry anomaly. Because you know, we, we people in the industry who talk about testing chemistry, I mean we're we're we have knowledge, but you know. <laughs> Things happen that we just kind of have to go, what? You know, that doesn't, what, huh? No, tell me that again. And that that happens over time. I remember the first time I ever did, and I know I'm going a little off tangent, but it's kind of an important story to tell. The very first trade show I ever did for Taylor, ever did, and we're talking late 1991, was actually not a pool and spa show. It was an industrial show. In San Antonio, Texas, for the AWT group, and now I'd only been with Taylor for maybe maybe three and a half, maybe four months at that point. So I really didn't know anything. So I had this big ass binder filled with all sorts of notes and 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 reference material and all this other stuff, so that if somebody came up to me and asked me a question, uh, because that was part of my job, I would be able to answer it. Well, I was um, at the show with my then boss, who was the vice president of sales and marketing at that point, and who is who is a degree chemist, uh, also taught chemistry in high school, and uh, he was standing behind me when a guy came up to my booth, looking at 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 the product that we had displayed, and he turned around to me and he asked me a question, and I and I listened to the. I don't even remember what the question was because it's really not that important, but my response was, and my response was. You know, I really don't know the answer to that, but I will get back to you and and give me your phone number, your card, and then I will find out the answer and get back to you. Well, apparently that shocked my my former boss. He said I've never heard anybody say that before. And I said, "Well, that just makes comments. That's common sense, you know. Uh, if I don't know the answer, I'll find out for you." And I'll I'll get back to you. And, and um, it, it kind of threw for a loop, which I found odd back then, still do to this day. But rather than give the customer or, the, you know, the person asking questions some BS about, well, you know, what it is or what it isn't. And, you know, I know best my kid can do that kind of think used car salesman. Uh, I, I gave him information that he, you know, showed him that, you know, I'm going to go out of my way and finance her. Well, turns out I did. And it wasn't until the next day, but I found him. I called him. I gave him the answer. He was very, very appreciative. And I have carried that sense of, of uh, you know, helping a customer out with a question um, up until today. Well, that doesn't mean I'm going to stop, but, you know, I still do it. We, When we teach the CPO class, those of us who are instructors, you know, we, we are taught that if somebody asks us a question, that we don't know the answer to, we tell them, well, we don't know, but I'll find out and I'll get back to you. And we do. That's, that's, you don't leave them hanging. That's, that's the important thing. So getting back to, to the original story, you got, you got this, this person, uh, the, the this, this couple getting wildly diverse answers from, from the original water. And uh, she, she, she wrote it through Facebook and gave me your email address. And, and I wound up emailing them directly and I said, you know, look, I've been I've been in the industry since 1991. I retired last September. You know, I'm still involved with it. I said, there are some things I just don't know the answer to without actually physically being there. I said, it's tough because I'm in Maryland, and they were actually in Texas at that point in, in, um, in Houston. And I said, the information you're telling me does not make chemical sense. It's a chemical impossibility for something to you know, increase like that, two different parameters, two different kinds of treatment product without something being added to the water. And they both insisted that, no, nope, nothing was added to the water. They're both, you know, they're pretty conscious about water testing. They've had pools before. They understand the importance. Couldn't figure it out. All right. So I said, you know, look, I'll, I'll dig again. I said, but you know, I honestly don't know what's going on. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. Again, another slight diversion. Now, I've had people where, say, you know, who have a high alkalinity and will add acid to, to lower that alkalinity reading. And then they panic because their pH goes down. And I said, well, you know, you got got to tell them it has that same effect. You know, then they get that, but they don't realize it. So I'm I'm sitting here scratching my head going you know, what the hell's going on? This, this does not make sense. Talked to a couple people I knew. And I said, please tell me that I'm not going nuts. I said, there's, there's nothing. I, I, I don't understand. Unless the customer is lying to me, which I kind of, which I doubt. And I've had that happen too many times before. They just don't know what they're doing or somebody's throwing in product behind their back without their knowledge. Well, guess what happened? Some of you probably already have. It was the latter that I just listed. That's what was happening. That their son, in an attempt to get into good graces with his parents, thought that he could treat the pool and then tell them what he did. Well, he turns out he, he, (laughs) oh, God. He grabbed the first bag he saw, and it was calcium chloride. And he thought it was cyanuric acid. Didn't bother to look at the label, now did he? And added, like, I don't know, 70 or 80 pounds to this of, of calcium chloride to this little itty-bitty 20,000-gallon pool. And then added a, about a, the equivalent. He realized his mistake, and he said, oh, there's the cyanuric acid uh, increaser. And he added the cyanuric acid and pool went cloudy. His parents were 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 out of town or or somewhere. They were not around when this all happened. Of course the pool went cloudy for a little while and, and eventually cleared up. But he didn't tell his parents what he did. And when they came back and they took the test, that's where they got these weird ass readings. So you know there's always a reason. Some things are just chemically impossible to to occur. And there's always gotta be a reason. Somebody did something to cause the problem and they are not fessing up to it. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I have had this similar conversation over the years with people who have called who called into Taylor with a technical question or an issue and they didn't understand what was going on or I got approached at a trade show or or at a speaking event with the same issue is that you know I got this Got this one reading. I came back two days later, it was twice what it was, or nowhere near what it was supposed to be. And I don't know what's happening. And you know, it turns out somebody went behind somebody's back. I even had one, one now that's surfacing in my brain. I uh, this was a long time ago. I were talking 15, 20 years ago. I got a call from a guy whose neighbor, you know, you heard of neighbor wars. This was big-time neighbor. His neighbor would come over to the house and dump chemicals in the pool just to piss off the neighbor. And it wasn't until the guy installed cameras uh, and facing the pool that they found out and had the guy actually arrested. And the original charge, I love it, was attempted murder because he added so much acid into the pool that the guy thought that he was trying to kill him, you know, like a bad Vincent Price movie where... The body falls into a vat of acid, and then only that floats to the top is the skeleton, kind of deal. Uh, yeah, I'm that old. I remember that house on the haunted hill, 1950 something. Anyhow, <clears throat> I regress uh, and digress. Um, but yeah, uh, he was doing it uh, just to you know get back at his neighbor. You know, neighbor wars, Karen versus Karen, or Ken versus Ken. I guess in this point, uh, at that point, but uh, it, it happens, and and it happens too often. Um, So I guess my, my point here is that when you're testing your water, it is vitally important that you follow the instructions. They're there for a reason. I know I've said this before, too many times before, so I apologize in advance. Read the instructions first, before you do anything. Don't assume that you know what you're doing. Even if you've done the test 400, 500 times before, Review the instructions. Make sure you're doing the test right, not because somebody told you how to do it. Make sure that that the product that you're using is fresh. I believe now just about every reagent from every test manufacturer has some, some kind of an expiration date or a best if used by date on it so that you know when you should not be using the reagent. And generally speaking, liquid reagents have about a two-year shelf life. Uh, assuming that they're stored properly stored common sense you know and not in extremes of heat or cold caps on tight caps on the right bottle that happens a lot you know just common sense kind of things and i know people and common sense huh, don't always go together very well but <laughs> surprise 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 so so we, fresh reagents if you're using test strips make sure the test strips are 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 not past their expiration date and like liquid reagents for the most part uh, test strips are good for about two years. you got to be very careful with test strips because depending upon what the container looks like, the propensity, I love that word, propensity, of uh, contamination or degradation can be more significant in some containers than in others, particularly those that open up and the whole lid comes off and you expose all the test strips to air, heat, light, humidity, things like that. The ones that are like single and they pop out, there's a little bit better. Um, but again, test strips good for two years. Acids are good forever, pretty much. Um, you don't have to worry about them degrading. Most other treatment products are good for a couple years too, depending upon how they're stored. The thing that degrades the quickest would be, of course, your chlorine or bromine products because of the nature of the beast, them being halogens, uh, they will, they will degrade faster. So if you have a bucket of tabs from the previous season, and you want to use them for this season, go right in you probably are okay, but uh, I would honestly get a new a new bucket and start fresh because you don't know how much they've degraded. Particularly if you're in an area, for example, where it's hot all the time. So we're talking southern Florida, Texas, you know, southwest, those kind of areas. The hotter the weather, the the faster the degradation can be. So again, it's important. Fresh reagents, fresh test strips, fresh product, fresh treatment product will ensure that what you're testing for is, or rather what you're treating for is is going to actually happen and not, not blow up in your face, L- literally. <laughs> That's not a good thing. So uh, yeah, impossible chemistry and testing happens. There's always, always... Always an explanation because you know, chemistry is chemistry is chemistry, like a rose is a rose is a rose. Um, it doesn't change things, happen because we know they happen. It has, I can only count one or two times over my history in the industry, uh, my time in the industry, uh, that I've been stumped. And, and that's, it doesn't happen too often. And others have been stumped, but there's usually a really well, good, maybe that's not their best word, good explanation, but let's just say an explanation for why you're getting the weirdness that you're getting. So, with that all being said, I am done for the day. It, as always, if you have any questions, impossible or not, <laughs> please. Uh, send them to talkingpools at gmail.com and they will be forwarded to me. Looking forward to talking to you guys all next week. For me, as this recording is happening, tomorrow is Memorial Day, so I thank um, everyone um, who has served in the uh, military uh, for us. Uh, Thank you for your service. And I don't mean that um, to sound weird or anything, but... Uh, I do. I do thank you for your service. My dad was in the U.S. Army in World War II stationed in the Philippines. So um, I get it. I understand. With that all being said, everyone, please have a wonderful, wonderful week. Have a wonderful, wonderful and safe week. And I'll be talking to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.